0: I want winners. I want people that want to win. You play to win the game. You
1: don't play to just play it.
2: You got to put your money where your mouth is, Pete.
1: It's not gambling advice. Happy Friday and welcome to Not Gambling Advice, sponsored by Picks. Use code JustBaseball or code just Gridiron. When you download for a full instant deposit match on the best daily fantasy app, it is week nine. Gentlemen, we are joined again by Colby Olson, who just continues to give us winners. And of course, we had to bring Javon back because we missed him and he's been giving us winners as well. But I am coming off a one and two week. And I said, all right, we're not going to lose for the rest of the week. We won on Monday night. We went one and one on Thursday, but we should have won that under. It was at 45 and a half, and that two-point conversion screwed us. People in my comments were saying it wouldn't have mattered because there would have been extra field goals there. I don't care. It should have hit. So we're going to win on on Sunday because I took a look at the board, and I love the board. Javon, welcome back. How are you feeling about the board?
0: You know, I wasn't in love with it on first glance. I'm not gonna act like it's my my favorite board in the world or anything, but I've definitely come around to to quite a few spots that are definitely piquing my interest. So I'm I'm all for it.
1: Colby, I tweeted out I went into this um I went into this week not really thinking I would like anything, and I came out of it saying Wow, I was wrong. This might be one of my favorite weeks. I love all three of my sides. How are you
2: feeling? Is that a little scary? Because When I like the board too much, it's almost like I need to be humbled a little bit. Like I need to go into looking at the board with being a little humbled, knowing that I could get beat this week and I need to be on my toes. So I do like this element that I'm scared of the board at all times. I
1: would go the complete opposite way. I love the board. And when you love the board, you love the board and you're confident in your picks, you're riding win or lose. I feel like I'm on the right side. So let's just get straight into it. We all have our three picks against the spread, as well as some player props that we will dive into at the end of this episode. Colby, you keep giving us winners,
2: so I'm going to start with you. What's your favorite pick of the week? Favorite pick of the week. Well, I have three picks from the same game, but I'll give you two to start here. So let's go to the Buccaneers and Rams. This is a crazy game because we've seen the Buccaneers lose two straight to the Rams at this point, and Brady has played like crap. The Rams have played like crap. This is two Super Bowl contending teams, at least coming into the season, they were Super Bowl contending teams. Rams coming off a of Super Bowl. And look at them. They both have a losing. Do they both have a losing record? Am I crazy? Yeah, am I crazy, no, am I crazy right now? Yeah, thank
1: think Javon has a Bucks flag behind me, and I'm a Rams fan. Thank you for reminding us. They both suck.
2: So that is just in itself crazy. but. I really do like the Bucks in this matchup. Um, I just don't see any reason how the Rams are going to score in this game. Stafford has been hard-pressed to get anything going. This ground game has been non-existent. Cam Akers is on the bench. Um, Brady edges out a win here. Um, he's going to have a lot of time in the pocket. I know the run game has not been good for the Bucs, and I know the Rams stop the run. Um, but I think Brady has one of his best games of the season. He's given a lot of time, but the reason I love this is I love the Bucks defense. The Bucks defense has the second highest sack percentage in the league. The Rams are allowing a ton of pressure. Uh, the sixth highest sack percentage against the Rams offensive line is a problem. Matthew Stafford is going to be, they're going to have to rely on the run, but they're also just going to have to get the ball out quick. And I think um, the Bucks will make a lot of plays. The Bucs have not been allowing a lot of points all season and the Total is low for reason, but I am giving Bucks minus two and a half, and I'm also playing Bucks money line for a unit.
1: So, we were talking about this at the beginning uh, before we press the record button, and Javon and I were talking a little bit of shit because, as of course, I'm a Rams fan and he is a Bucks fan, and I told him I think that the Rams could win this game. Um, I feel that if the Bucks aren't able to run the ball effectively, which the Rams by PFF are the number two graded run defense that it won't be enough, right? But I guess I am slightly nervous about the pass attack. Also, Cooper Cup is also battling an injury, but he is slated to play as we record here on Friday. Um, I'm just nervous of taking the Bucks as a favorite, but it is at home and it is Tom Brady. And like, I won't be placing a single dollar on this because I don't bet on my own team anymore and I don't fade Brady. But maybe this season I should have been fading Brady. Maybe this was the season to do it. Javon... You love your team, huh?
0: Yeah, maybe not right now, but just just in general, you know. I I think a lot of the struggles, weirdly, have been from the linebacking core of the Bucks defense, which has been like the defense has been has been fantastic. Like obviously, the offense is the issue, but when it comes to getting stops, like kind of when it matters, like for example, last week against the Ravens, like I don't know if you guys watched that game or if anybody did. Devin White and Levante David looked like children against that Ravens Ravens defensive or offensive line. So I think that's what it's going to come down to because the you know the Rams Rams run game doesn't scare me whatsoever. No. Um no so bad right they now. don't have yeah they don't have an offensive line that can push that second level either, which was it's been a big struggle. So I think that's gonna allow Levante David and Devin White to kinda of play in space and do their thing. So that's why I, I like Colby's angle of the Bucks defense because I think they shut down frankly yeah. everything that the Rams can throw at them and they don't even have to bring you know five six men like they've been doing to get pressure so
2: there is a sharp trap element to this game that does scare me but i'm just kind of throwing that out of my mind like i do love this play and i don't want that to sway me
1: so colby for anyone who you know is listening and and just heard you say sharp trap like what do you mean
2: by that what i mean by that is we're seeing a ton of money come in on the bucks early right now right it's only friday and it's been like that pretty much the whole week. Um, There's 76% of the money, but only 50% of the bets right now on the Bucks on VSIN. If you go over to Action Network, it's actually even higher. Uh, 55% of the bets are coming in on the Bucks, 90% of the money. Um, So that's signaling that, you know, a lot of big bettors are coming in on the Bucks early. Um, we'll see if the line moves from three to three and a half. I think that's definitely a possibility as well. Um, I'm actually, I grabbed it at two and a half some places, but I'm seeing it at three and I could really see it move to three and a half.
1: Okay. So anyone who's listening to this on Sunday, who wants to play the box, let's say, yeah, you have it at two and a half and you have it at the money line. Like what's the cutoff number for you?
2: Uh, I will take it at three, um, but I'm not taking it beyond
1: three. Okay. Javon, would you take it beyond three?
0: Yeah, I would because I think if they move it up to three and a half, that's a, a serious sign of respect for a Bucks team that just hasn't gotten it done, and I know the Rams haven't either. But uh, that that move above a field goal is pretty significant for pretty much any team in any spot.
1: All right, let's move on to your next pick. But I'm sorry to inform you guys that the Rams are winning by thirty. <laughs> eh, I don't know if they will. I just I, we have to turn our season around, but I don't know if this is the spot to do so. And maybe my lack of confidence. While I do want them to win, maybe my lack of confidence means that the Bucks are the right play here. Javon, what's your favorite play of the week? Yeah,
0: it's so my favorite one. I haven't exactly decided how to attack this yet because I like a couple different angles, um, but I'm all over Raiders. I, I like the Raiders to win this game. I like wow, total over, and I like the over in the game. So, wow, that's uh, I haven't really figured out the best way to attack it, but I might just go all three because this is a, a Raiders team coming off a shutout, which weirdly is is one you know i always like to back you always like to back the team and come off a, a pretty bad performance um but this Jags defense too is just not not been good enough for me um but the thing that's a big element of it too and i know i think the first time i came on here we talked about this with the vikings coming back from london but there's a big historical trend with defenses coming back from london and we've seen it you know over the last couple seasons and then of this season it's been a thing too um there's been been four teams coming back from london in these two games you got the the uh, Packers-Giants game, and then the Vikings-Saints game, the team total overs of the team that they face that following week are three and run. So, I mean, we look at the Packers after that Giants game. They go in and give up 27 to the Jets. Their team total was 18 and a half. Um, The Vikings in that game gave up 22 to the Bears, team total of 17. Seahawks against the Saints gave up 32, and their team total was 19 and a half. The only one that fell short. The Giants in that game that they uh they only gave up twenty to the Ravens in that game they won outright so you know you, you look at these games too like it, it's tired legs and you see it like the Jets twenty four of twenty seven in their second half you know the Bears same thing Seahawks forty and seventy yard touchdowns in the fourth quarter so it's it's a serious thing um, and especially like in the Florida Heat it's gonna be a thing so I, I like to fade that and just like matchup wise the Jags run defense cannot contain Josh Jacobs like. Yeah. I'm so, so happy that the Raiders have finally realized, hey, this this guy, Josh Jacobs, is actually good. We should give him the ball. We should start using him because um, that's that's going to be way too much for them. And I think Derek Carr finds finds his footing a little bit today or this week. Um, it's funny. He's at 245 and a half passing yards, which you think prior to last week where they got shut out, they put up 38, 29, and 32 in the, the last three games. Their offense is looking really good. He still hadn't hit this number in any of those games. So the fact that he's sitting at this number after the performance they just put up last week is also, I think, very telling for this offense. So same thing with the total. This is coming off a shutout, obviously, and then on the other side, the Jags offense hasn't been impressive by any stretch either, and this total has continued to move up, and we're seeing you know, north of 48 at this point. So I like points galore, and a lot of them from the Raiders.
1: So I like to hear that you really like the Raiders, because that almost made three of my favorite bets, too. And, you know, I like to use PFF grades um, just kind of as like a base and then um, go off it just to see kind of where my mind is because I, I agreed with you going in. I was like, I don't know how the Jaguars are going to stop Josh Jacobs and that's going to open up play action for Derek Carr to push the ball down the field. So that's why I like points. But then I saw like Jags are ranked 11th by PFF in, in their run grade. Um, but that stat almost didn't make sense to me. I was like, that just seems incorrect to me. So when you hear that, like what does that make you think? Do you think this is where they drop in the rankings because they're about to get shelled by Josh Jacobs? Or do you think, hmm, maybe I'm backing off it a little bit?
0: Yeah. So I looked at I looked into that because I saw the same thing. Um, it's very situational when you look at some of their numbers. AKA, like they played the Broncos last week. They don't have any real consistent run game Um, they're up big against the chargers in that game so obviously in any other situation where the chargers are not down four touchdowns they're running for 200 with austin eckler Um, early in the early in the year commanders they didn't really have a plan for antonio gibson so that was the first game of the season he only ran for 58 yards because they really didn't know what to do with him at that point so it's not that i want to kind of just completely disregard the number that we're seeing because it's it's there for a reason and it's graded and ranked for a reason. But from watching this team and kind of looking at these with an asterisk around them, like I've seen the opposite side of it too. I mean, Saquon went crazy on them. Dion Jackson in that Colts game where they won went crazy. And it's it's just soft. I mean, they're a, they're a terrible run gap team to it. So I am not too concerned.
1: So just speaking about the Raiders for a second, right now they're minus two. Um and the over under is forty eight. Yep. Um, what kind of line movement have you seen? And then what kind of key numbers do you think you'd stick at? Like, what if you know the Raiders get some sharp action and they move up to three or something like that? Or is there a number that you wouldn't take the Raiders at? Or are you very confident in the Raiders that it doesn't really matter the number in the spot you would take them over a field goal?
0: Yeah. So yes, I'm I'm confident in them to, enough to the point where I don't think the number matters. I did see. Like waking up this morning, Friday morning, they were minus one when we were, you know, preparing for BTL and they're already seeing two. Um, So I like that. And being kind of that, I like the over too. Like, I don't think there's really any number that's going to sway me off of betting the Raiders in some form or fashion. Cause I mean, you look at the team total too, it's right above the 24 and a half. And obviously, 24 for an offense is a pretty round number. So they don't really want you to bet that team total over, which is kind of the, the case for a lot of teams. But, I'm okay with any number you get on the Raiders.
1: And over, under? 48? What do you think? Over. Oh No, I know, but like, uh, is there any number that you'd stop at? Is this a 50s kind of game? 60. 60. Stop me at 60. I like that. I love that. Okay, my favorite bet of the week. Um, So last week we were talking about bad teams. Javon, you weren't on this, but um, I said let's stop talking about Colts commanders and let's start talking about some good teams like the Detroit Lions. I had them plus three and a half. Uh, the line moved up to four on Sunday. Unfortunately, I got the worst part of the number. And instead of a push, I got a loss. And I watched every minute of that game. I watched the Lions go up big and then score zero points in the second half. And I was shocked because that felt to me like the Lions Super Bowl. And then what did they do? They trade away TJ Hawkinson. It almost seems like they threw in the towel on the season. Is Jared Goff their future at quarterback? I don't know. I feel like we know what Jared Goff is at this point. I think they're eyeing that number one pick now that they are one in six and they're looking at a C.J. Stroud or they're looking at Bryce Young or whoever quarterback they can get with the number one overall pick. And then on the other side, you have Aaron Rodgers, who if we're talking about relax, I thought he looked okay against the Bills. Now, the Bills are the best team in the NFL. And I thought that Aaron Rodgers at least kept them in the game enough. I know it was a backdoor cover. I know it wasn't a great game overall by the Packers. But I think that speaks more to how good the Bills are. And the Packers still to keep that one close with the Bills at home kind of spoke to me. Um, But overall, the reason I like the Packers minus three and a half is... I'm going to go against the sharps on this one because it seems like when you look at bet percentages and handles that some sharp money has poured in on the lines. And we've seen some lines reflected when there's sharp money coming in and those lines move kind of drastically. Like two of my other picks, sharp money has come in on them and those lines have moved accordingly. But there has been one line that I've been viewing and I wanted to see that if it would increase or decrease and that is the Packers minus three and a half. It has not budged. It is not budged. I think this is an Aaron Rodgers get right game against the Lions. I think that we see kind of a weird number and Sharps are coming in on the Lions second game at home when in reality, this is about as get right of a spot as it is for Aaron Rodgers. I don't have to read you Aaron Rodgers' stats within the division. I don't have to read you Aaron Rodgers' stats against the Detroit Lions. They are incredible. Alan Lazard is probably going to play in this game. DeAndre Swift is still banged up. I saw him get taken out. And then that Lions offense came to a halt. If you're telling me that DeAndre Swift is questionable, he's limited practice, but he's not going to be 100%. And if he doesn't play the full game and there have been some quotes outside of Lions camp that say, you know, maybe we shouldn't have used him. Maybe he's not fully right. If he's not fully right, this Lions team is the worst team in the NFL. Worse than the Texans, in my opinion. I back them. And I thought this was their Super Bowl, and they lost that Super Bowl. And now it feels like the offseason here for the Lions. So I'm going to go against the Sharps on this one, and I'm going to go with the Packers minus three and a half in what I expect to be a blowout. I think the Packers come in and dominate. The Lions cannot stop the run. And what that's going to do is that is going to open play action for Aaron Rodgers. And the Lions are also not good against the pass. This seems like a very, very good game for Aaron Rodgers to come in, dominate, kind of like he did against the Bears and win by 10 or more. I love it at three and a half. If it's some for some reason, it goes up at four, which I don't think it will, considering that there are a lot of pro groups on the Lions. I'm going
2: the opposite way. I'm going with the Packers. Colby, what are your thoughts? I think this one is less about the Packers and more about why the Lions will get killed. Right. The Packers themselves are a team that they won't play up to a good team, but I think they're going to come in and dominate the Lions. Yeah. I mean, from the beginning of the season, I've been on the Dan Campbell hate train. (laughs) I haven't bet on the Lions all year for a good reason, and I'm not going to start doing it now. And I think it's a perfect fade spot. And and another thing
1: is like the the whole news is that the Packers can't stop the run. Right. And if DeAndre Swift is fully healthy, that they could run all over the Packers. But DeAndre Swift's not fully healthy, and when he wasn't in the game, this Lions, like the rushing attack, couldn't do anything, Javon. They couldn't do anything. So if we have another not 100% DeAndre Swift, I don't know how the Lions put up that many points in this game, and I have full confidence that the Packers can put up points against the Lions. I think 3.5 is just too low. I think it's just too low, and I think Sharps are seeing a low number and getting on it, thinking they're on the right side. I don't think they're going to be on the right side. What side are you on, Javon?
0: I'm with you. I like the Packers. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, though. I think it'll be semi-competitive, at least for most of the game. Maybe they pull away late, but I, I do think that they come out on top here. Um, I just I can't trust this line's defense. They're just so bad. So they, bad. They're, they're literal traffic cones, all yeah. 11 of them at, at all times. So I think it's going to continue. I think that Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon run for maybe 500 yards. That, that's kind of the reason why I think it's, it's a little close for a lot of the games. I don't think they'll need to throw the ball that much in this game. So I, that's why I think the total is very high, and it starts to creep down a little bit. So I think it's going to be a, a, just a game that's never in doubt for the Packers, but it's not going to be an aggressive blowout either, I think.
1: I think it's by 7 or 10, but yeah. maybe not a blowout to that point. Like, I was on the Cowboys as my favorite bet of the week, and um, they beat the Bears by 20, and we may be talking about one of those teams later in this episode. Um, but this one, it doesn't feel like that. But I think, the it, doesn't I think reflect it could play that.
0: out it could play out like the bills the bills packers game did just flip sides for the packers it i agree yeah.
1: i think this is a very good get right spot for green bay colby let's move on to your second favorite pick
2: yeah let's do it man i'm i'm excited about this one because i'm doing something a little different this week um wow. i love i also love the raiders um i think that that play is awesome um, but I kind of want to take advantage of a money line here. And I also want to play my Patriots, but I don't want to take the spread. So I'm playing two line movement plays here, right? Javon said that the Raiders had moved from minus one to minus two. They're getting some love. I have not liked what I've seen from the Jaguars for the past five weeks. Yeah. I was on them all. You're the Jaguars. over guy. them at the beginning of the season. I've watched a lot of Jaguars this year. They lost to Russell Wilson. They've lost to Russell Wilson Plans, Unforgivable. Simple. Unforgivable. um, I think that the Raiders need to turn this season around. Um, McDaniels is not coaching for his job um, because they've said that his job is secure, but I think he's coaching for respect at this point. He needs to earn the respect of Las Vegas. He needs to earn the respect of his team a little bit. They need to turn this this season around. I love the Raiders, my line, and I also love the Patriots because the Patriots, the Patriots line moved from minus five to minus six now. Jonathan Taylor is out. Um, the Patriots' run defense has not been good at all. If John and Taylor had played in this game, I think it's a very, very different ball game. Um, but I think that the Patriots can do enough to at least win this game. I don't know about clearing minus six, um, but I'm taking Patriots money line, Raiders money line plus one forty.
1: Interesting, interesting. Colts betters. If you hear that correctly. My guy, Colby Olsen, is 4-0 when he's betting on the Patriots spread. And when I took the Bears against the Patriots, I texted him, why are you not on the Patriots? And he said, you're right. And now he's not very confident that the Pats will cover the spread, but he's going to be on the money line. Colts bettors, listen up. Might be time for you to pounce. But I do like that lean Colby because I did like the Colts um, in this spot just because the spread seems like too many points to me. Um, But I kind of I'm on the same side as you as I do think the Patriots win because I just can't see Bill losing to Sam Ellinger in his second start.
2: Yeah, it's kind of the same as when they played the Jets, right? They're going to get to the quarterback. The Patriots doing a phenomenal job. Dietrich Wise and Matthew Judon have just been all over quarterbacks all season. Ellinger hasn't been in that environment really before. He did all right last week against the uh, the Commanders. And, you know, I think he can manage a game enough where he puts up 14 points here. But I just don't think that's a, that's going to be enough in this one.
1: Javon, I saw a very soft smile from you when he was talking. Where are you at?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm in the same headspace. I don't want to get too, too much into it because it'll be a, a little later on the prop talk. Wow. I'll just just leave it on a a Mac Jones masterclass is going to occur. Wow. Okay.
1: Okay. All right. So Colby is doing a little parlay action for his second pick. Pairing the Raiders money line and the Patriots money line. Javon, second favorite pick.
0: Second favorite. We can just get, get right into the one that we are we're both on here. Loving the bears against the Dolphins. Um, the, this line reeks, frankly. I mean, this, this Bears, offense has, this Bears <laughs> offense has looked much better in the last two weeks. Like, I'll, I will definitely say that. You got to give that to them. They've started kind of giving the fields the keys and say, hey, go go make a play. They're letting them throw more. They're designing more runs for them at the same time. It's a lot better. Um, it's kind of what I've been preaching and waiting for for some time now. Um, And obviously the Claypool addition is huge for, for multiple reasons. I think it frees up. It's another weapon, obviously in the passing game, frees up some touches for Darnell Mooney, the best wide receiver of all time. And it's a big, big addition for the run game. Like he, Claypool is one of the better blockers in the league at the wide receiver position. He's a big guy. It's really going to help, especially when they're a little stingy and refuse to pass the ball as much as they should. But all things considered, like everything's trending in the right direction for the bears, but nobody still wants to bet on them. That's why we're seeing, you know, on visa and 23% of the bets and 35% of the money. And this line has gone down from five and a half to four over the course of the open. So for me, I, and I know it's a, a little bit of a weather game, which also kind of plays into the strength of the bears. Yes, That's, it does. It's more, it's more their style, but just overall, when you look at these two teams, this is the perfect matchup to kind of hide the bears weaknesses and highlight some of their strengths. Cause you look at, like, their, their run defense has been terrible all season. And this is a, a run game that's not impressive by any means with Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson. doesn't scare me one bit. Mostert's been okay, you know, filling in to kind of have that go-to guy, but nothing that really scares me. Um, then you talk about the other side, their, their offensive line. It's been bad. And I know this is a Miami D line that just got Bradley Chubb, so the, the jury's still out on that. But overall, as a unit, they still haven't gotten pressure on the quarterback all year. And I'm going to have to see it consistently before I trust them. And I say, okay, I'm scared of that O-line as a collective unit. Um, and then on the other side, like the Bears, Bears defensively, they do really, really well. And like the weather should help with this, but they do really well at limiting explosive plays. And what what are the Dolphins live off of? Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell just being them pretty much. Um, so I, I just think it all lines up really well. And I like what Justin Fields has been doing when they've, you know, kind of let him rain. And a lot of these teams – both these teams play much, much better, especially the defenses at home um, for, you know, whatever reason. And that's where they're playing in Chicago. And uh, another weather game which would fit their style really well. So, I love the Bears.
1: Just going to fill in the holes because I also love the Bears. And it's funny, uh, this line opened at five, like you said, and I saw – I, at first I was like, this line just reeks, right? There's a lot reeks. And I was waiting here and I thought to myself, I'm going to get a six, aren't I? I'm just going to sit here That's and I'm going to wait. And guess what happened? It went in the other direction. And I thought to myself, what? Yeah. What? So there's a lot of trends here that favor the bears If we're talking about back-to-back road games, especially for a Dolphins team, when I've said on this podcast 65 times before that you back the Dolphins in uh, warm weather at home, they're one of the best teams in the NFL, but you get them on back-to-back road games in bad weather where two is going to be forced to throw the ball with – 16-mile-an-hour wins, that doesn't seem like a recipe for success. And what does seem like a recipe for success is this Bears offense lately. I know it sounds weird that we're praising the Bears offense, but it's true. Um, So I was on the Bears against the Patriots, like I said, and and they crushed them. And I was like, you know what? Perfect, perfect time to fade them. I said Cowboys by 60. And I was like, I'm going to take an alt spread, 14-and-a-half. And that did hit, but the Bears hung in there. Bears hung in there against a Cowboys team, which I really, really respect. I thought it would be a 50-14 to type game, but instead it was 49-29. They kept it decently close on a Cowboys defense that is much better than the Dolphins. I think this is a field goal game at most, and I think that the Bears at plus four and a half, if it goes down to four, the only way I wouldn't take it is if it gets down to three but i think the bears are a live dog here i think a, a sprinkle on the money line is well worth it we have a lot of history here at least this season past seasons where these 5 point dogs especially at home are one of the most profitable underdog bets around that plus 180 money line i'm all over the bears
2: colby i love the, this is why i love the board
1: I love love
2: that you guys love the Bears because I need a Miami Dolphins loss this week just for my own Patriots sake. Um, But I did want to bring up the total here because um, looking at the weather, I know you guys are saying this is a weather game. It does look like the weather is going to be significantly worse on Saturday. Uh, 28 mile an hour winds on Saturday, a lot of rain Sunday. It starts to clear up a little bit. 15 mile an hour winds like, yeah, it's still high. Um, This one looks like an over. Like the Miami defense is not not a strength. The Chicago defense is yes, average at best. Tua is going to have to throw a lot in this game. Um 45 and a half seems low to me. Because like I, I like the over. I really like this over.
1: That's why these lines yeah. reeked. Like I, I love the it. over Colby. But what? I if it was at 48, I'd be all over the over. But it's at 45 that's, that's and
0: a half, that's the thing cuz it it opened very very short. I think it opened what 42 and a half, 43.
1: Yeah, it's a 43 and, and a half I think. But then it lower. very
0: it very quickly got steamed up cuz you know everybody's betting on the over and it's been sitting at this for about 3 days. Yep. So that's that's what worries me about whether the weather is going to play some factor or something or somebody knows whatever is going to happen or I don't know. It, it's it's definitely scaring me off of taking the over with the amount of bets that are on and this line continuing to freeze. Yeah, fair.
2: I mean, there still are bets coming in on the under. I will say that there is more money coming in on the over. I, I think I'm adding the over to the card. Like, wow. I'm, a, I'm adding 45 and a half to the card. Yeah.
1: Add it to Colby's card. Why bad? What? What's your third favorite pick? Just to recap a little bit. Bears. Bears, as long as it doesn't get down to a field goal.
2: If it does.
0: <laughs> Let's take the
2: money line. Money line. Because <laughs> they're winning the game. Colby, what's your third favorite pick? All right, third favorite. Uh, we're going back. So I'm only gonna watch two football games this weekend. Um wow. well, I guess I'm gonna watch the Bears now, too. Is that one? Is that at one o'clock, though? Or is that four? It should be what one time o'clock. is that? I think it's it's at one o'clock. No, so I'm not. Game. I'm going to Bill's Jets this weekend. As am I. So I will be watching that game, but the only other game I'm watching is Rams Bucks. Because my third favorite pick is the under in this one. I already took the spread and I took the money line in this one, but I love under 43 in this one. Um, again, Jets I bills. don't. I yes, Rams Bucks under 43. I don't see how Matthew Stafford is going to move the ball in this one. I okay, really okay. just do not see it. No,
1: I, I just got confused a little bit because you were like, "I will be at Jets Bills." Oh yes, but then no you were like, "I like the one. under." So you're you're going back to Bucks Rams. You like Bucks spread. You like Bucks money
2: line. And you like the under added to his card. I love the under. I just don't see how anybody's going to score in this game. Uh, regardless, I don't see Brady putting up more than 21 points in this one, 24 at the most. I don't see the Rams putting up more than 14 to 17. This one's going under.
1: Javon, another soft smile from you. And when I say a soft Javon smile, I want to hear what he has to say.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I like it because it's, the Bucs are not going to win a game where this goes over. They haven't won a game. Like there's been a lot of games that they've played, granted, against a little better teams that have trended over and they over been the play, aka the Ravens game, aka the Chiefs game a little earlier in the season. They're not going to win a game like that right now. So they're only going to have to win with their defense. And I think they do.
1: Just saying, Cam can't pass block Acres. not on the injury report. Scared now? Damn it, I, I loved him so much going yeah. into the season. He has sucked. Yeah. <sighs> I loved him like
2: two years ago, but yeah, sad what happened to him.
1: Yeah, thanks. Um, Yeah, yeah I, I, Colby called me and he was like, uh, are the Bucks a sharp trap? And I was like, I do kind of like the Rams in this spot, but it's maybe my bias brain taking over. But I did plead to Crabs last week. I don't care if 100% of the money and we see a 50-point reverse line movement. The 49ers will destroy us. They will. They just will. They are way, way better than us. And they are coming in knowing they own us. And we know that they own us. <laughs> I know I just said a lot of owning us, but you know the drill. <laughs> and in this spot, I do like the Rams, but I'm not very confident in it. The most confident bet I am in this game is the under. Because I do think the Bucks will struggle to run the ball. I do. Um, whether they win or not, I don't know but I am more confident in points not happening than the Rams pulling off the wind. So that's where I'm at on that game.
0: Well, here's the thing about the bucks run game is I'm not really scared of it because the the run game kind of functions in a few different ways. Like they do their short passing game, screen game kind of as a, a subset of the running game. Okay. Those little, little short passes to Godwin little swing passes to Rashad white. Now he's getting more touches. So, I think they can play it in a lot of different ways and just trying to run off the gut with, you know, Leonard Fournette to beat Aaron Donald, which is, you know, not going to work.
1: Yeah. I guess that's fine. Whatever. Um, <laughs> let's move on to Javon's uh, third favorite pick. And then I have my third favorite pick and then it's prop talk time.
0: Yeah. Um, it's going me ready for prop talk is that uh, my favorite prop is also in this game, but give me the commanders plus wow. three three and a half, whatever you're getting. I I just do not believe in this Vikings team, frankly. I know, like, you look at at all their games, they get outgained in pretty much every single game. They just find ways to win, and I think it stops, because this is a commander's team. Riding high with Taylor Heineke. and I don't usually like to buy into, you know, teams just playing well and having high morale, so they automatically have to win. No. Um, But I think this is a game where their offense continues to show that they're they're worth something. Um, It's really on the other side, though. Like, There are 15 quarterbacks with a higher QBR than Kirk Cousins under pressure this year. (laughs) Some of those guys, some of the guys included Andy Dalton, Jimmy G, and Ryan Tannehill. So Not very good. Yeah, not very good at all. So I think with this commander's defense, they're going to get to him, especially the D-line, obviously. They're going to get to him. They're going to pressure him. Um, and then back in the secondary too, like the, the commander secondary is not good. That's no secret. But now they have kind of the sore thumb out of the equation, and Will Jackson, who straight up just like refused to play their their scheme of defense. He he absolutely refused because they he's a man corner and they play zone, and he just can't do it. So he just kind of did his own thing in there, kind of disrupts the whole the whole function of the secondary. Now that he's out of the equation, there's a lot of guys that are a little better set up for success. So I think going down the line and you know down the course of the season the secondary is going to look a little better than it has earlier in the season. And are they going to go in there and, you know, shut down Justin Jefferson and feeling company? No, but I think they do enough. Right. And on the offensive side, like Heineke is doing enough for this offense. The pocket awareness is such a difference maker for this offense. Getting Terry McLaurin is such a different, getting him the ball is such a difference maker for this offense. And Logan Thomas back this week is actually really, really huge for this offense, especially in the blocking aspect because he's one of the better blocking tight ends in the league, and they have him in a lot of blocking sets as well. So him being back is is really going to help them, um, gives them a new target too, obviously. So I, I love everything about it. I think they come in and the Vikings finally fall on a game where they should fall because they just – I don't like this team. I don't think they're that good.
1: Colby, I've been talking about this game all week and you wanted to take the commanders i did and i came off it um it's like a last second like to me this feels like a little bit of a sharp trap javon for me i don't Um,
0: even see it as that sharp though personally
1: i know it's it's like one of those things it's like it's so like, yeah, the Vikings aren't very good and the commanders have looked much better. But I also like what made me come off it. not only was I lost the three and a half. Now it's basically three in every place that you can find it. And I just thought. Like, are the Vikings going to lose this game? They, They you know, they might. But the commanders also aren't very good. Like it's. But I do, you know, there is a storyline that I do like. I like that Dan Snyder is selling the team, and I think that's going to fire up. (laughs) I think that's going to fire up the commanders. I do. Um, But the more I thought about it, the more I just thought Vikings are winning by three. And if the Vikings are winning by three, I lose the three. Like, I almost think you're going to push with this one. Um, Maybe maybe I read too much into it that I should have gone with my gut originally, which was commanders. I thought this line reeked. But I was like, hmm, is this really, like, if it was that sharp, shouldn't we see two and a half? Shouldn't they be begging people to get on the Vikings? I don't know. I'm just so in between now. And maybe I'm overthinking it, like I said. Um, But if you're this confident in the commanders, like, what is Krabs? Krabs is commanders guy. What does he think about the game? Have you talked with him?
0: Yeah, you know what he thinks about the game. You you know where his money's at, where his head's at. Um. I don't know. I I don't even see it as like that that sharp of a game. I think it's probably honestly the square angle with how the Commanders have been playing with Heineke, and I don't really think many people believe that the Vikings are you know as legit. That's as what I'm they, saying. Their record says they love yeah.
2: winning one score games, like yeah, very very do. close games. Yeah,
0: they do. And, I just, and the Commanders I keep it, games close. They do. They do. They do. And the thing with like Kirk Cousins under pressure, I think that's going to come to a head because like I think it's going to be a very close game coming down the stretch, and then. Maybe there's a a crucial mistake with him under pressure making a bad throw that kind of decides the game. I I could very well see that being how it plays out. So I don't know. If you
2: could buy this to three and a half at like minus 120, would you do that?
0: Yeah. I mean, I I wouldn't be mad at that at all.
2: But you still like the three? Like you think this is a
1: live dog?
0: Yeah, I think they win.
1: Hmm. Okay. You're You're making me come around. I might add it when it comes down to Sunday, but I'm just still so unsure. This game has my mind in a pretzel. But a game that doesn't have my mind in a pretzel, that is just, you take this system, Peter. You don't think too much about it. You take this system. And what is that system? It is the best system in the NFL. I'm going to take you back to my freshman year. I'm in sport management class. We're taking a sports betting class. It's like this three-week period where we had this guy come in from Vegas, and he like taught us about lines taught us about the business of sports betting and i was so fascinated and the guy was says he sponsored you, by prize picks this is not sponsored by anyone this is this was this is in school this i was getting schooled in this and someone raised their hand and said you work for vegas or i don't know if you work for vegas but he's been there for 30 years what is the most profitable system in sports and like that he answers divisional home dogs of 10 or more, not even close dating back 40 years. This is a 59% against the spread system. It's the, and not in the NFL, this is the best system in sports. And we have one. We took the Texans against the Eagles and they weren't a divisional dog. They were just a home dog of 10 or more. He said, that's also a very good system, but especially divisional home dogs of 10 or more. J E T S, Jets, 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 against the Buffalo Bills. I will be at
2: the stadium, and this is gonna be an away game. What do it's you mean? It's gonna feel like an away game. It's at the Meadowlands, and I'm you're going to this game. I'm going to this game. Everybody I'm going with is a Bills fan. Everyone the I'm going with is a Jets fan. Everyone I'm going with a Jets fan. This is
1: in, this is in the Meadowlands. This is a home game for the New York Jets. This is basically the Jets Super Bowl esque. My one worry here, of course, Brees Hall being out is obviously their weapon of choice. He was so good. He was in the running for offensive rookie of the year, and he deserved. He deserved it. My prop might be talking about another running back who I think should now be the offensive rookie of the year, but we'll get to that in a minute. This line opened at 13 and it has gone down to 11 and a half with money in on the Bills. And it's, I would take it at 10. Like this is a divisional dog of 10 or more at home. This is a system play for me. But when I also looked into it too, I was like, well, how are they going to do it? Right? Because one thing to take a system and it's one thing to be able to explain through the X's and O's why this may work. What if I told you on PFF, who's the number one defense? The New York fucking Jets. What? When I looked into it more, they are a nasty defense. I like the under. I do like the under. Again, it's a dog of 10 or more at home in a divisional game. It's probably going to go under, but that line is really low, which makes me like it more because I think the Jets will be able to score here. It won't be a lot, but I think they keep within this number. Um, Michael Carter played well. You know, they still have um, Sauce Gardner. Like, they have good corners. It's going to be hard for this team to throw. And I still think that the Bills' rushing attack is good. I don't think it's great. Um, you know, you lose James Cook, which is not that big of a deal, but they're basically running here with a new Naeem Hines, who's getting used to the system, and Devin Singletary, who the Jets have now plays. I feel like the Jets have played Devin Singletary and this Bills team about 60,000 times. They know this team. They're going to be up for this game. They've been a little bit disrespected lately, They've had some tough losses, but the Jets like to keep games close, and this line is just too big. It's too big. Will the Jets lose this game? Probably and 89% of people on Bill's money line will hit it, or will they?
2: Jets win I mean, out right. You didn't even talk about the line movement on this game, right? I mean, I did. I've, 13 to 11 and a half. Okay. You got it at 13. Now it's at 11 and a half. I got it at 13 on Tuesday, and here we are on Friday, and it's at 11 and a half, yeah. I took it at 11 and a half. We've even seen some 11s here,
1: folks. Oh, yeah. We've seen some 11s. I would take it that 10 and a half. That's my cutoff. Because I I think there's a very likely shot that this game ends at 10, but not 11 and a half and fucking not 13. That's why I love the board, ladies and gentlemen. Home divisional dog of 10 or more in prime time. The Bears is the grossest line of all time. And the Packers are going to blow out the Lions. My picks are at least going two and one. Probably three now. I ran the model in my head. Model says three now. What oh, are you going to yeah. go against a model, Javon?
0: No, I can't. I, I mean, I already I already placed all three bets, and we already agreed. <laughs> so yes, I, I, I'm gonna go three and zero on your picks.
1: No, but gentlemen, so Colby, you took thirteen. Um, so I know you are obviously like the Jets, and I assume you'd take it to where I'm talking about. Javon, what's your read on this game? Like, do you think because I, you know, uh, the Bills could destroy them? I've been at the Meadowlands for Jets Bills when the Bills have destroyed them, but I've also seen a Mitch White performance or two. But they don't have Mitch White. They have Zach Wilson, who's fucking horrible. Yeah. Probably the worst quarterback in the NFL at this point. So as long as Zach Wilson doesn't beat himself, hopefully he learns from his mistakes and at least doesn't throw three interceptions. I can handle one turnover. Don't give me three Zach Wilson. Yeah. So Javon, what are your thoughts on this game?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I, I like the under in this game, which kind of, I know it's a, it's not the smallest total um, at 46 and a half or 46, wherever it's sitting, but it automatically makes me lean to a dog of more than 10 points. Um, and people, people know like the, or don't know how legit the Jets' defense is, not even when you look at all the metrics, but just by watching this team. yep, You know they're, they're physical, they they get with guys, it's everything. They're a really good defense. It's just the, the other side of the ball doesn't pull their weight. So I think they'll be able to hang with the Bills. Like 100%, I could see the Bills coming out and you're just thrashing them, but I, I think the defense shows up. I think Zach Wilson, does. he might do enough, just enough to kind of skate by and, and get that cover. Um, I don't know how much I'll have to do, but I like them to keep it close. I I can get with that.
1: Let's go. Now is time to talk props. I have only one prop this week. I'm looking to get sold because I don't love the prop board that much, but I know Javon likes it, and I have an inkling that Colby likes it. Javon, you are the prop master, a.k.a. the milkman. I want to start with you. Favorite props.
0: Yeah, favorite one probably – Final landslide is Antonio Gibson over 10 fantasy score. That's my favorite one because right. I'm locking it. You no, know, I, I don't want to come off as that guy, right? <laughs> I don't want to come off as that guy, but I like, I love the Brian Robinson story. But people were so quick to, to jump in and say that he was just the number one running back and so far and beyond better than Antonio Gibson. And that as soon as he got back from his injury, he was just going to take over this backfield and this offense and everything. I like he He's serviceable, sure, but I, I still think Antonio Gibson is far and beyond the better running back in that backfield. Um, so, you know, aside from the running back usage, like, they've started to the deploy him in kind of this new role, like, a, as kind of a slot wide receiver, you're getting them the ball out in space. Um, and obviously, fantasy score here is PPR, so you're, you're going to get a lot of that. Um, I think he had seven catches on seven targets, just all short little screen passes last week.
1: That's why you got to download prize picks. Yeah, only going to get a fantasy score. Use code gridiron. Why not us? Sure.
0: Why not? not? So I I think that's a – his usage is going to continue to go up. So, like, for people in fantasy leagues, too, who are – I've done this in pretty much all of my leagues from the start of the season. I invested in Antonio Gibson, and I will continue to do so. You can buy low on him. Do that now because I think his usage will only continue to go up. And for this week, not only is he going to be used in that kind of wide receiver, you know, hybrid role, but J.D. McKissick is out now and probably for the rest of the season the foreseeable future so he has uh i think it's a a neck problem so i don't really see him coming back to play this year unfortunately um so he's going to get he's going to get rb touches to run the ball i think he's going to get increasing snaps in that he's going to get that slot wide receiver role and then he's also going to get some touches on that third down back so i just think 10 is far too low for a guy you can come out and you know once again have seven catches and 30 yards to get to 10 you want to hear something crazy? What's crazy?
1: I go in. You know, I said I'm locking it in. Yep. I go into the app and at 11. I, 11. Hold on. Hold on. Well, you ruined my story. Is it at 11? I see 10 and a half right now. Oh, no. I, I'm just, I was guessing. Yeah. <laughs> listen. Guessing. Listen. So I, and it, PrizePix tells me to update the app. I'm like, okay, whatever. As Javon's talking, I love everything that he's saying, especially JD McKissick's out. I go back in. We got a 10 and a half. Makes me love it. Javon. I can't even lie. I'm just enough. afraid. I'm just it's afraid. Not of. It's not enough. It's it's
2: just enough.
0: Finally, I would take it. I would take it at anything under 15.
2: Wow. Finally, the commanders are giving him the ball. He's so talented.
0: Yeah. They, they like, again, I don't want to be that guy because Brian Robinson's a, a fantastic story. I like super respect everything that he did to come back and play. I just don't think he's the best running back in that backfield. I think, the only way they're going to continue to win games is by giving Antonio Gibson the ball. And I think he's I think he's going to score this week too because I think their offense is going to need that. So I, I, his usage is going to continue to soar.
1: I do like those memes where it's like you have two players side by side and it's like Michael Thomas out for the year with a toe injury and Brian Robinson got shot. And he's yeah. missed four games. Four games. Like what a stud. I mean, what an absolute stud. and He deserves all the credit in the world. But that doesn't mean that Antonio Gibson won't get his. And if we're looking at how Antonio Gibson has performed lately, Javon, you were 1,000,000% right. Like, you know, and he against Dallas, he had 9.3 fantasy points, and against Tennessee, he had 6.9, Chicago, 8.3. But then they started using him a little bit more in a lot of different facets. And that's why we love prize picks because they give you the PPR fantasy option, which is the only thing available for him. Last two weeks, 16.7, then 20.7. They're obviously using him in a much different way, especially in the pass game. And without J.D. McKissick, who is their pass-catching running back, that only tells me that Antonio Gibson, even if he doesn't get a single rush out of the backfield, could be a guy who gets five catches for 60
0: yards. Exactly. And it's not even – I like more the fact – I don't want to say I like that it's looking like he's he's out for quite some time. But as far as, like, attacking – the defense and the Minnesota defense this week, I think it's going to be more than just, okay, let's plug and play them in for, you know, a couple plays here and a McKissick-type spot. They're going to formulate a full plan, so it's it's 1A, 1B with the both of them, not just, you know, give them a couple touches here, a couple touches there. They're going to facet out a bunch of touches for both of these guys, and I think Gibson's going to get the bulk of them.
1: Colby, it's going to be hard for you to follow that one. It's going to be hard for you to sell one beyond that one, but what is your pick? I'm putting a lot of pressure on you right now.
2: I've got, I've got an interesting one here. Um, I'm sticking in the only game that I'm going to watch this weekend. Wow. And that is Matthew Stafford less than 257 and a half pass yards. And I have no idea why it's this high. And I might be walking into a trap and I don't give a shit. Not a single quarterback has gone over this total against the Bucs all year. Not a single one. Matthew Stafford has only gone, gone over this total twice this year. And if we look at the Bucks defense, right, they're only allowing 5.8 yards per attempt in the air. Stafford's yards per attempt is 6.8. If he throws the ball 30 times, he's averaging 36 throws per game. If he throws the ball 36 times, he's ending up with 213 yards. Meet me in the middle. He ends up with maybe 230. The total is low in this game. Maybe they're expecting the Rams to play from behind the whole game. I don't know. This is going so far. I just don't understand. Like, am I getting trapped here? Yeah, because Matt Stafford's going to throw for three hundred, and the Rams
1: are going to win by thirty. Javon, what do you what when you see that? Because I mean, you obviously like the Bucks, and you see a line that literally doesn't make sense with how high it is. What's your read on that one?
0: You know, it definitely gives me a little worry. Not yes, it does. You. Not not just that, like a, a quarterback hasn't hit against the Bucks, but I mean, look at look at Stafford's chart. Last five games, he's only hit it in the Cowboys game. Out of all of them, he hasn't really sniffed it otherwise. I guess he came close a couple games, but
2: but it doesn't make sense with the line. the The total is low. The Rams are in favor. I I don't get. I just don't
0: get this. I don't get it. I know. I I don't either. It doesn't make any sense to me. That's why it worries me.
2: Vegas is giving us a free one, guys. Come on. Oh no. (laughs) Oh no.
0: (laughs) That's the kiss of death.
2: That is. You just.
1: You know what you just did? You just took out a $10 bill and put it directly in a paper shredder. That's what you did with that one, Colby. Um, I will not be tailing that one for obvious reasons considering that I am a Rams fan and I do not want to tail bad. Stafford's under. Second of all, the Rams are going to win. You're going to
2: hate my next one too, so uh, just God. get ready. All right, I'm ready already. <laughs> um,
1: when I was talking about offensive rookies of the year, there was a running back in Seattle. And I told Javon, I was like, I know it's public but the public has won some games. I just think the Seahawks are the right play here. And I think that starts and ends with Kenneth Walker on the ground, going over 72 and a half rushing yards. Um, He got 97 against the Cardinals and the Cardinals rush defense is just awful. And if we're looking at how the Arizona Cardinals have performed at home, especially within the division, but especially at home, they are a terrible team. Even when they were good, they never covered spreads at home. They never played well in Arizona. And when you're telling me that Seattle is going to want to keep the ball out of the hands of Kyler Murray, I think his rush attempts are going to be high, and with how well he's done on the ground, with his, you know, yards per attempt being crazy, I just think that he gets this, um, pretty easily. Kind of feels to me like the Miles Sanders play uh, with the Eagles against the Texans in a way where it feels kind of square, but it almost seems like a no brainer pick where you have a really bad rush defense. There's no one really to take attempts away from a guy like Kenneth Walker, like there was with Kenneth Gainwell and um, Boston Scott, <laughs> but miles Sanders still hit his rushing yards prop. And I think that'll be the same here for Kenneth Walker. Um I just think Arizona's run defense is so bad. And with how I think the game is going to play out, it's going to be all Kenneth Walker. I'm going over 72 and a half. Um, I would like to shout out Javon. He said that uh, Scott and Gainwell were going to vulture carries, dropped a vulture gif under my tweet. And how did Miles Sanders do Javon? How did Miles Sanders do Javon?
0: I didn't say the Miles Sanders play was bad. I was supporting my own play because I had Gainwell touchdown. We were talking about that. Yeah. So that was that was more that of anything because we were no, talking about there's a I think it was in response because we were on BTL talking about it. Somebody mentioned a uh, a Miles Sanders touchdown ladder, and I was like, you know what? He's he might get one, but I can guarantee you if he's going to be in position for multiple touchdowns, I guarantee you gainwell is getting one of them, and that's it's exactly what happened. It
1: is what happened. So all right, what do you guys think about the Kenneth Walker play? Because I know Javon, you do like the Cardinals. I just don't know why you like the Cardinals. I I, just, I I can't play.
0: I still like the Kenneth Walker play. I like the Cardinals. I I think it, I have to go with the line on this one. It's not even that it's just public. It's It's a numbers play. Yeah. I I mean, you laid out, you you took yards. Cardinals Cardinals are good at home.
1: 72 and a half yards.
2: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like the yards. I I wouldn't take fantasy score because I just don't, he's had a lot of touchdown luck. I know lately. Um, So I I like that play. Yeah,
1: I agree. I saw the same thing and I was like, just give me him on the ground. I don't need him to score. I don't need him to catch the ball. Just run
0: the football. Run the football, Javon. You know, it's not going to go well, though. I'll tell you this for the Seahawks. I like Tariq Woolen. I think he is a a fantastic young corner, rookie corner. They have come out and said they're going to let him play on an island, a rookie corner playing on an island against DeAndre Hopkins this week because they're personally challenging each other. How's that going to go? That's not going to go well. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. So that's a, that's a big reason I feel comfortable in taking the Cardinals. Okay. Does that make you more
1: comfortable in taking a DeAndre Hopkins prop or like literally taking the Cardinals to win? Because I said this to Krabs last week. He was on Cardinals against Vikings. I was like, please, Krabs, please don't. I think they're one of the worst teams in the NFL. I think they are dog shit in every facet of the game. And you give yeah. them – DeAndre Hopkins back, sure. Makes them a little bit better. And they are better with DeAndre Hopkins. I will give them that. But you put Cl- Cliff Kingsbury at home, he is Nathaniel Hackett with Russell Wilson doing high knees. Awful. Like, awful, awful, awful. People yeah. want to give Kyler Murray this pass. Um, They're just not a good football team, especially their run defense is so bad. And we know that Seattle can run the football. I just don't see. I think Seahawks win, but I'm not going to be on it just because everybody and their mother is on it. But you know the public has won before, so it's one of those games where I just kind of stay away. But I definitely lean Seahawks, and I think it's going to be through Kenneth Walker. So that's where I'm at. Next prop, Javon, what do you think? Because that's that's the only prop I got. So right now, what I've locked in is Gibson. And Colby, there's no fucking way I'm taking Stafford. Um, Gibson and Kenneth Walker, I'm pairing together. But you do have an opportunity to redeem yourself. Put it in the lay. Put it on my card. But, Javon, what's your next one?
0: Yeah, so I got I got like two two and a half more. Um, I'll go with the square one first. So you can get you can get back on your side here.
2: Wait, hold on, Colby, how many do you have left? Uh, I only have one left, but I don't see why why not to take DeAndre Hopkins. You just brought that up. It's at eighteen and a half fantasy score. I actually really like that. Um, so yeah. I'm just I'm gonna float that. It's pretty pretty good line. But I I enough where I'm so like, you take it. I'm not gonna take it because I think the Cardinals are terrible.
1: Um, Javon, just go through all your props that you have left in the line we'll with Colby.
0: Yeah, well, I will say Hopkins in his last two games has 28 targets. So I would not be scared to uh to take the fantasy points with some reception points there. But yeah, I mean, the kind of the, the square one that I like is Amon Ross and Brown Yards. I yeah. just, like with no Hawkinson, like this is kind of like a, I, I see this from a football, because I've played football a perspective. I don't want to get too deep into like X's and O's that people wouldn't understand, but like, Hawkinson and Amon Ra are like what we call like space share guys. Like they run routes that commonly cross each other, AKA a lot of Hawkinson routes to the corner, a lot of Amon Ra crossing routes to the middle of the field. And without that, that just means he's going to be open for a lot more space. And you look at this and you think, okay, well, they're playing the Packers, Jair Alexander, very, very Gord. He shuts down, you know, pretty much anybody he plays, but he doesn't shadow receivers, which is the issue because Amon Ra goes to multiple sides of the field. Like we saw, he shut down Stefan Diggs and, you know what, his four targets that he had against him, but he still went for still six went for one oh eight. Yeah. Yeah, he went for one oh eight and a touchdown. And same thing like Mike Evans when they played the Packers. He went for, you know, however much he did, but didn't get anything on him. So the rest of this Packers secondary really doesn't scare me. And I think – I know you think the Lions are going to get blown out, but regardless, I think they do put up some points, and it's going to be have to be through Amon Ross St. Brown. They're going to force feed the guy. And I think with Hawkinson out, which this has happened before, not with Amon Ross specifically because he's you know a new addition to the team, but the number one wide receiver. When Hawkinson's been out, they've done a lot more in getting him the ball in space um, and just kind of letting him play as far as – you know, compared to – there's a lot of long developing routes that they run with Hawkinson and Amon Ross St. Brown because they have to get across the middle and cross each other. So I just think his, his targets are going to be a lot more diversified. And like I said, Jair's not shadowing anybody, so the rest of the the Packers secondary doesn't scare me. So so funny them. you bring up
1: Amon Ross St. Brown yards because I was uh, you know going into this game, I was like, am I going to be that crazy guy to take Amon Ross St. Brown under yards? But I really wanted to look into it. And you just said everything that scared me about taking the under. Like I was like, I was like Jair Alexander is going to be on him. But then I looked at him more. I'm like Jair Alexander might be on him for a little bit and that might stop him, but like, he's not gonna be on him the full game. And if they can't run the ball, they're just going to force feed him like whether he's open or not, he's going to get a boatload of targets. Like I almost wish on prize picks, they give us like a target slide because I feel like he's going to get 13 targets in this game. Well, I don't know if he brings them all in and I would agree with you. He probably does go over this yards, but I just feel like the target share for him is going to be nuts in this game. Yeah. And And that, that bodes well towards your over.
0: Yeah. And I like that he, the only thing he has up on price picks is receiving yards. But I would look to take, you know, a different angle, if more props come up. But again, like just on paper, too, and you look at this, because you know, I like to compare the lines against the, the Dolphins' defense, which is horrendous. It's absolutely horrendous. 69 yards last week. His line this week against Jair Alexander, which I would say common knowledge people don't think that, or people don't know that he's not just going to shadow him 24 7, 71 and a half. Mm. So. I think that tells you all you need to know.
1: Well, I hope he goes under for the sake of that means the Lions put up zero points. But I think the Lions can put up 17 points and Amon Ra have a day. But the Packers put up 27. Yeah. And they cover the spread and Amon Ra gets his. That's why I did not take the under. I wanted to be cheeky. Couldn't do it. I, I do like I do like his over yards. Can't put it in because I don't want to root for that, um, but I could definitely put a stamp on it. What 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 else yeah. you got?
0: Yeah, you know you could put instead put in Mac Jones over one and a half pass Russell receiving touchdowns. Wow, that's what you can do. I mean, this is this is probably one of the most baffling props that I've ever seen offered on the board. Like, uh, over the course of all year. Because, I mean, he hasn't had a two-touchdown game all year in his four, five starts if you count the Bears game, which I really don't. But he's he's also up for an interception. He has He's thrown a pick every game, including the Bears game, where he was in for a couple. So why is the, the two-touchdown offering up when he hasn't had one all year and this 40-and-a-half this total is the lowest total on the board? And you know it. Nobody is sprinting to take Mac Jones' two touchdowns in a Patriots offense that is – manned by the run by Ramondre stevenson and damian harris so why that's that's all i ask why is
2: tyquan thornton and jacoby myers are each gonna have a touchdown
0: yeah there's there's one there's only one quarterback up for this prop right now for the past rushing receiving touchdown and it's mac jones for one and a half
1: do you think um for example i'm seeing right now on books he's 115 to go over this um do you think it's a smarter book play um, or do you think he catches a touchdown?
0: <laughs> I mean, he could sneak one in. That's that could be a, a very play on his legs
2: a little bit more too. I could see him actually running and out of the pocket. Yeah, he has.
0: He has been been getting a little mobile lately. So I I, I would like the rushing touchdown to be a, a part of it, but I, I don't hate taking the, the passing touchdowns for plus money on the books either.
1: So for those seeing on YouTube, you can see that prize picks they give you kind of what they've done in the last five weeks, and that just looks horrible. But yet they're offering it to you and they're like, Yeah, take the under, dude. Probably yeah I
0: mean, check out the interception one looks looks mighty juicy too for people who want to take that
1: check that out youtube people is he throwing an interception
0: yeah it should be so free. for example
1: so okay let's talk about this you like the him to throw touchdowns more than like you're still afraid of an interception maybe
0: yeah i mean at the end of the day like interception props are pretty much they're like the nerfy of nfl yes, prop betting for me So are. like uh, the ones like that, like we've seen it and be like, oh, this is way too obvious. And they still throw one. Uh, some of the times it's a little too obvious and hits one of the time. But it's more so the the combination of the two being up that does it for me. It's like, I, I don't think I've ever seen some correlation like that between a, a quarterback, especially one that really nobody's going to want to take their props for. So that's, that's where I'm at.
1: I could get behind it. I might have added it to my card. So, right now, I have Mac Jones more than one and a half rushing, passing, receiving touchdowns. Kenneth Walker more than 72 and a half rushing yards. And I have Antonio Gibson more than 10 and a half fantasy score. That feels like a winner. Colby, do you have one more to add to the
2: lay? I do. Real quick, though, I did want to bring up that total in the Indy New England game because I actually really wanted to take that over. Um, very contrarian. I think 90% of the money is on that under. Like everybody in the world is on that under, super low under. Um, they haven't gone over that total all year, really. The the Colts have gone over that total like once all year. Um, but regardless, my final prop is uh, one you're not going to like because you're on the Bears, but I am on Tyreek Hill this week. Yeah, he's pretty good. He is really, really damn good. Um, <laughs> he so a few reasons I like this. Uh, one, I was on C.D. Lamb last week, um, and I mentioned that one getting Dak back was big, but two, he hadn't caught a touchdown in a while. Um, Tyreek Hill hasn't caught a touchdown in since week two. He had two touchdowns. That's the only two touchdowns he has all year. Um, One, I think he gets a touchdown this week. Uh, Two, he's been going off. He's been going off. He went 12 for 188 last week. He went 12 for 177 against the Vikings uh, in week six. The other reason is um, the Bears really haven't faced anyone like him except for Justin Jefferson. And Justin Jefferson went off for 12 for 154 that week. So I'm taking over 20 fantasy score. I like over receiving yards. They even have um, over pass rush, pass rush reception touchdown too. I like that. I like them all. So whatever really you want to do, you do. Um, But I'm going to play officially the fantasy score over 20. So I can't play it, of course, because I don't want to root for it, but I do kind of think it's going to hit. Javon,
1: when you read a line like that, see the guys and scored, but you know it's Tyreek Hill, of course they're going to put him up for a touchdown. But what do you think when you see those lines?
0: Yeah, well, I will say um, they haven't put him up most of the time, most of these weeks, but they did put him up last week, and a couple of us took it, and it didn't hit. Um, so eventually when they keep putting it up, I think it's going to hit you know, eventually, but I, I still like playing the fantasy score of the yards for Tyreek because – they're so high, like a, a 20 fantasy score on kind of a consistent basis is telling you the kind of volume that this guy is going to get, regardless of, you know, how good the Bears' defense is. It's a lot of respect. So I'm I'm definitely down to, to ride that one.
2: And what is going to be a passing game, right? We talked about the Dolphins don't have the rushing attack that they should. Um, the Chicago Bears are more susceptible um, when you attack them from the path. So I think two is going to be ta- uh, passing a lot in this game. So give me Tyreek.
1: Wow. And that'll do it for this episode of Not Gambling Advice. Any closing thoughts um, on any of the games? Any just leans that you're thinking about before we say goodbye?
0: Bucks minus
2: 20 and a half. No, I love all the plays, dude. We gave a lot today, so I'm, I'm just rolling. Yeah, we'll do a quick recap.
1: Javon and I are on the Bears plus four and a half. Take it down to four, take it down to three and a half. I think this is a field goal game at the most. I think the Bears are a live dog. I am on the Packers minus three and a half. I would take that up to four and a half. I would take it up to honestly six and a half, but it won't ever get there. But if for some reason you see a line movement, that's what I would be on. Um, And I'm on the Jets. JTS plus 11 and a half would take it down to 10 and a half. Um, And my favorite prop is Kenneth Walker, more than 72 and a half rushing yards. Javon do a quick recap and then Colby. And we'll say goodbye.
0: Yeah, so Bears plus four, Commanders plus three. I think they both win. Take them how you please. Raiders team total over money line spread. Game over. Whatever you want. Derek Carr masterclass. Josh wow. Jacobs masterclass. And then my favorite prop is Antonio Gibson over. Honestly, again, whatever fantasy score you get, ten, ten and a half, eleven. You don't give a shit. You know, <laughs> whatever you want. Dude's gonna get fed.
1: And Mac Jones right and mac jones mac jones do you like like i'm about to put like a kind of substantial number on this lay like are we <laughs> going with mac jones <laughs> like we're going with mac jones like you love mac jones to the
0: bank I mean, like I, am i going
1: am i going to text you sunday and be like javon what the
0: fuck dude i will say i, I <laughs> love gibson significantly more but it's not like i love mac jones less it's just that i love the gibson play so much colby
2: pats fan I don't want to get involved in this one because I don't like it. I don't <laughs> like it. I hate yeah. it.
0: Jabari's so bad at playing quarterback. I I understand that. And, I like, I. the concerns are all valid. I'm taking this because this is the first time all year I've seen this up. And they put it up very, very early. And he was the only quarterback, still currently is, the only quarterback offered for this prop. Who's taking this over? Here's my thinking here. Maybe maybe throw in a little side entry if you don't want to put it in the main one. You or you could
1: take off. Tyreek healthy. It's very simple. But I don't want to take him. I don't want to take him against the bet. Like I don't I hate I hate doing that. Even if it hits, like I've talked, we've talked about this before. I hate doing that. I'm thinking I've never put a full unit on a prize picks entry because of course it's a parlay. I'm doing it. But it's not going to include Mac Jones. Maybe I'll play Mac Jones in something else. And yeah, be Javon, you'll probably text me on Sunday and be like, Mac Jones for three touchdowns. Like he he crushed it. He silenced the haters. But like I'm pairing Kenneth Walker with Antonio Gibson. What could go wrong? What could go wrong there? It's a unit to win three units. I love these props. I love the board. That's week nine. Remember, if you want to play these props, especially Gibson, the only way you're going to be able to play Gibson is on Prize Picks. Use code Just Gridiron or code
2: Just Baseball in order to play these props, Colby. I got to give my re- recap. You skipping over me over here? Completely forgot. Go ahead. Okay, Go. You were about to finish the show. I, I saw it coming. Um, All right, just real quick, real quick. Buccaneers money line and minus two and a half. Got the under and Rams bucks as well. Um, We're going with a little money line parlay action. Patriots money line, Raiders money line plus 140. You could probably find it a little higher than that. Some places I bet. Um, Then I'm also adding Dolphins bears over 45 and a half to the card. We're doing Matthew Stafford less than 257 and a half pass yards and we're going Tyreek Hill over 20 fantasy points and just remember none of it was gambling advice and Colby you came into this episode
1: not really liking the board and now your card is full that's what happens and that's why and that's why none of this is gambling advice